0: What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Um, it's a special episode this week, um, one we did last offseason, and one we're excited to do this offseason, which is um, our ideal off season. So both me and my co-host Ty will give, um, you know, what we think would be the best case scenario for the Phillies this offseason, or, or maybe just, you know, our creative spin on, on a, a good off season for the Phillies. Um, So, yeah, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty
1: Daubert. Ty, how you doing? I'm good. Excited to get into some off-season talk. I feel like this is kind of where we thrive. It's where we started off last year, and we had a good time with it, of course. So I'm excited to get into some of our trades and signings that we would make if we were running the Phillies. We obviously aren't doing that. It, I'm not really sure who exactly is running the Phillies. Ned Rice is the interim GM at this time, but it doesn't seem like they're going to hire anyone above him at this point. We're going to see how that plays out, but no matter who's in charge, it's a big offseason coming up for the Phillies, and I guess we'll get into how we would handle it if we were the ones running the team. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good point.
0: Like, They fired Klintak, but is there really a point to that? There, There's not really any change up there happening. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this offseason, especially if they don't decide to hire uh, anyone in particular. But I think the first thing we should talk about before we go into our ideal offseasons, um, John Morosi of MLB.com, MLB Network, uh, recently tweeted out, I think, like, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. I think he recorded this about fifty or. Sorry, he, he tweeted this about 15 minutes ago that uh, Francisco Lindor is going to be traded this offseason and that the Phillies are a potential suitor. So, um, Ty, do you think there's any scenario in which the Phillies trade for
1: Francisco Lindor this offseason? I doubt that it happens. I don't think it's extremely likely. But I think it's more possible than some Phillies fans think. I I don't think that Lindor is going to he's really going to take as much in a trade as as people might think. Uh, You just think back to what what Cleveland got for Clevenger, even back at the trade deadline. You think about what any huge name goes in, how they go in a trade with one year remaining like that when they're getting ready for free agency. You think back to Mookie Betts last year. Uh, There's a bunch of other examples where you think they're really going to take a ton, but in reality, it just seems like the teams that hold the superstar players are just trying to really get something back without much leverage uh because they know that they know that the other teams know that they don't want to pay these these players in free agency and that seems like it's kind of the same situation in cleveland with them trying to trade him yeah and i i agree with that
0: and it's also i think it's heightened too like the bets trade happened before any of, of like COVID-19 and, and any of the ramifications from COVID-19 happened. So I think you know um, maybe there are teams other than the Dodgers willing to trade for bets last off season. Um, you don't really know how many teams, uh, I know Lindor's uh, gonna get north of $20 million in arbitration. You don't know how many teams are gonna be willing to give assets to take that on. Um, obviously, is a great player, but you're trading for one year of him, and, and some players might not know. I don't know if I can even try to re-sign him long-term or, or try to give him an extension before he hits free agency um, or any, any, anything like that. So I think uh, the Indians have even, you know, like you said, they don't really have any any leverage uh, no matter what, but I think that even is especially true now. Like You're not going to see many teams that are willing to give up a lot to take on you know, an additional twenty plus million dollars. Um so I, as for like the Phillies themselves, so my my thing with that is if I don't see them trading for Lindor and re-signing JT Real muto Um just given the way they've they've talked about their financial situation, the way owner John Middleton has talked about his financial situation. Um I think that would be smart. Those would both be smart moves, but I, I don't see them doing it. Um especially if and then if, if Realmuto walks, are they really going to give up assets for a guy who's going to be a free free agent in a year after what happened with Realmuto? You know, I, I just don't really see it happening.
1: Yeah, I think that's the part that makes it unlikely the fact that they would have to, they would have to pay Lindor what he's going to get in arbitration. I don't I don't see how you could how you could let one 20 plus million dollar player walk. Uh, in free agency and then go out and trade for another one if the big thing is you're unsure about your financial situation apparently if you know the middleton has talked about he doesn't know if fans are going to be in the stands next year and he, he's not the governor or, or whoever so he that's a reason that they're unsure about the financial situation or so they claim so i i, I don't if they're not willing to pay real muto i'd don't see them being willing to pay Lindor this season, uh, especially when they could get him for just money next off season. So I I think that's what makes it a little more unlikely, but I think they could put together the the players that it would take the trade for Lindor. What do you think that package would look like? From a Phillies perspective, I think something like Stott and Kingery is a good starter, and then you throw in some you throw in some other prospects, maybe some pitching prospects that are closer to major league ready. Someone like a Medina, um, somebody somebody like that, I think is a I think is a competitive offer, just because like we said, I don't think that teams will be giving up as much as. Uh, some people might think yeah yeah i think i think something around that's pretty
0: reasonable um yeah so so on that note really i think before we before we give our ideal off seasons we should we should discuss like the ideal off season for the phillies um is to spend money that is the biggest market inefficiency right now is teams are not willing to spend money on good players uh and like, if the Phillies were just willing to spend money on good players, they could come out of this this offseason um, looking really good. Like, for example, if they like, let's say they just they just wanted to stay under the luxury tax, so that's at uh, two hundred ten million. Based on the MLB trade rumors, uh, like salary projections, free agency projections, the Phillies could sign J T Realmuto, uh, DD Gregorius. So keep those two, and then sign Brad Hand, Mark Melanson, and Kirby Yates for the bullpen add Charlie Morton to the rotation and sign bring back Brad Miller uh, for the bench or or DH Um, so that's that's like pretty much like last year's roster with you know you're adding Morton who's uh, an upgrade over Arietta and you're adding really good bullpen pieces and you know that's just spending the same amount of money they spent last year that's not that's not like going over the luxury tax that's not even that's not doing anything like you know like the Yankees have done whatever like that's that is just the baseline staying right under the luxury tax um they could do that and you know it doesn't look like they're willing to to spend all that money um but that's like that that team is is good and and I think that's
1: the division favorite
0: I think um maybe uh the Braves are still obviously really good Uh, the division also is is competitive and it would depend on what, what everyone else does but it's definitely like what was it? What are the Phillies last year? If the bullpen's good, like they're a playoff team, they're probably a At playoff least. team. It's like a normal year in a in a in a 162 game season. Five teams make the playoffs. If last year's Phillies had a good bullpen, they're a playoff team, um, and that's what this this you know potential offseason would give them.
1: So yeah, I mean, I mean, Ty, what do you and your... Charlie Morton? Not only would it give them a good bullpen, it would give them right. Charlie Morton over Jake Arrieta. Yeah, I think that. Uh, not just this year when teams are really unwilling to spend teams are generally generally unwilling to spend almost every year we've seen it for the last couple of years where yeah Bryce Harper and Manny Machado 2 years ago they got their money but good players were out there until the summer until the middle of the season you look at Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel good players proven players uh, of course there's critiques on those players but Teams were much more willing to take bets on unproving, unproven players that made less money than they were to just get the get the players that they know were pretty good and, and to pay them. We see it all the time. And if a team would just be willing to go out there and give players what they're worth on what they should be worth on the market, that it improves your team by so much. It seems like such a novel concept actually going out and paying money for the best players or for good players but it's really so simple and all it would take is one team to just go out and do it and maybe some other teams would do it probably not probably not but that's even better if you're that one team who decides to go out and do it the Phillies two years ago they made it seem like you know everyone knows about the stupid money uh comments and all but they didn't spend stupid money they spent pretty reasonable money on bryce harper if anything they stretched it out too long so that they're gonna end up paying him longer than is probably ideal because they only wanted to pay him 25 million dollars a year but in the year where they were spending quote-unquote stupid money they didn't even go over the luxury tax there is more there has been more work to be done and more players they could have added to the team for the last two years and it seems like it's going to be the same thing again this year Uh, especially in a year where other teams are not going to be spending the money
0: right and and even like even on on the basis of like let's say that they, they didn't sign like springer or, or get up go out get the big names like there are even more guys this year who um you know their player option wasn't picked up and or they were you know or are going to be non-tendered uh and not like go into arbitration because teams are especially cheap and like People talk so much about how the Phillies, you know, just aren't there and like they're not going to contend because you know they they did the whole rebuild and it didn't work. Well, guess what? Like they have a solid core. Uh, you know, they have Reese Hoskins, they have Aaron Nola, uh, they have Bryce Harper, they have uh, you, you know they could literally just go out re-sign JT Realmuto, who is a pe- part of that core. Um, you know, you have Zach Wheeler, you have Zach Eflin. Um like that's that core itself is enough that you could just spend money and add to it. And maybe it's perceived as like band-aids, doesn't matter. Like if you go out and just spend money and get good players, like you're gonna win. Um, doesn't matter if if you, they're homegrown players, doesn't matter if your farm system's good or if it's not. Like the, like the jury isn't out on, or, or sorry, the, 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 you know, your team isn't like done for if they're, you know, farm system is bad to spend money. It's It's very easy. To spend money.
1: Yeah we have owners talk all the time about how the the right way to build a team is not through free agency but through building the farm system and maybe that's a little bit more sustainable over the long term. but they're only telling you that because they don't want to sign free ag- free agents. they would rather pay the cheaper players. It's so obvious and you know the Phillies have not put together a good enough farm system to build a team that way. And if they're not going to go out and pay the free agents that are out there that they obviously need to make their team good enough, they're not doing 100% of what's possible to make the team as best as they can. No matter how they try to spin it, it's just not what they're doing. And when your owner goes out and he goes on sports radio and says he's gonna get his trophy back or die trying, but then in the one of the most important off seasons, He's not going to go sign the best players. He's not even going to put together a front office to even go out and try to sign the best players possible and put together a winning team. I don't know how you could see that as dying trying. It's barely trying at all.
0: And let's not forget, like, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Well, Zach Wheeler is a little bit older, but, like, Hoskins, uh, Nola, and Harper are all, like, 27, 28. Like, they're not going to be this good forever. They have, like like two or three years of their peak. And then, you know, who knows beyond that? So, like, I, I agree with you, Ty. Like, you can't just not, not even hire someone. Like, you're wasting the prime of, of the players, like your best players. Like, what are you doing if, if you have a good core and you're not even trying to put a, a good team around them? I, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, it just seems pretty directionless at this point. Now, of course, there's a whole offseason to change our minds. It is uh what November eleventh right now. There's a whole offseason ahead of us. They could change our minds, they could go out and actually get the best players out there. But at this point, it just doesn't feel like that's what they're going to do. And unless they do that, I don't think fans should be happy with what the team's doing. Yeah.
0: Agreed. All right. With that, let's uh let's dive in. So Ty, I'll let you you lead us off. Ty. What is your ideal off-season for the Phillies?
1: All right, so ideally, of course, is just what we talked about. But um, with with these off-seasons that we put together, we put some caveats in front of it. We are going to assume that the payroll will be about $10 million less than what it was last season. So that gives the Phillies, based on what they are projected for, next year already it gives them about 50 55 million to work with something in that range it isn't an exact science with these projections but it's pretty close so here is what i have put together if i if i was running the phillies and if i was given that much to work with the first thing i'm going to do is in arbitration, I'm going to keep Hector Naris, We assume he gets about five million dollars, something in that range, um, because they did decline his option, so he's staying in arbitration. I have everyone else that they haven't already that they haven't already declined or or released in arbitration. They they're staying on what they're projected for, other than Vince Velasquez, who is going to get non-tendered and. I'm re-signing him for two and a half million, so that saves about 1.8 million. Uh, people will uh, compared to what he was projected for. People are going to argue with me about that one, but the Phillies will need somebody in that swingman role to eat up some innings uh, in either the bullpen or as a starter. So that's what I'm doing with all the arbitration players, uh, other than other than the ones I've already gotten rid of, like Hembry and and Morgan. Everyone else is is staying on what they are projected for. First free agent signing, I'm going out and I am bringing back Drew Smiley for $6 million. Smiley really put it together in San Francisco this season. If the Phillies have him, that, that improves their team by a lot this year. In 2020, if they had Drew Smiley, not that their starting rotation was bad whatsoever, but they could have used him. Next thing I'm doing, He's a guy that I have talked about on this podcast before. Jock Peterson coming to the Phillies on what MLB Trade Rumors projected him. Two years, $18 million, so that adds $9 million to the payroll for next year. Peterson can, if there is a DH, maybe take on a, a little bit of a wider Jay Bruce type of role. He can split some time in center field, left field, first base, right field, When it, if there's a rare occasion that Harper isn't playing. But he's a legit power bat against right-handed pitching, left-handers, different story, but uh, he, he's going to help the team. Next, next person I'm signing for what he was projected on MLB Trade Rumors, he was projected to the Phillies, I believe, if I remember correctly. Liam Hendricks coming for three years, $30 million, add $10 million. He's, he's going to be a legitimate back-of-the-bullpen kind of pitcher. Then I'm signing Marcus Simeon for one year, $14 million. The same thing that Didier Gregorius got. He'll come in be your shortstop. You can reevaluate after that. You can see what you have in Bryson Stott for 2022. Maybe he even comes up at some point this season. I think that's probably likely. So you're signing Simeon, bringing him in on the Gregorius deal, and then you can see what, what Stott is, or you can go after somebody like Lindor or one of the other shortstops next free agent. Market another former Philly coming back in $1.5 million for a year. We got Aaron Loop, World Series hero, other than that one game, I guess, but he was pretty good throughout the playoffs. (laughs) Aaron Loop, a Philly and World Series
0: hero, except for the fact that they
1: lost the World Series. Listen, man, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Then we're bringing back for two for three years, six million Jose Alvarez he'll be making $2 million next season. Maybe he signs for something like $1-3 one th- one million, but I think 3-6 is, is pretty reasonable. Um, gets a little more length out of that. And he was one of the most important bullpen pitchers on the Phillies the last couple of years. Probably Matt Clentak's best move other than probably signing Harper. But Alvarez is legitimately good. Him going down this season after getting hit by that line drive maybe is the reason they missed the playoffs of a million reasons but that is one of them then for 1.5 million dollars we're bringing in reliever carl edwards jr he had an injury this year but if he can pitch like he did with the cubs like that's a that's a pretty reliable right-handed reliever i think that could be a good addition coming off injury the last free agent signing i said it last year i'm saying it again for $750,000 Phillies are bringing back Tommy Hunter. I think in a little bit less of a role this he he was all right for most of this year in a in a less vital role. I think that's a pretty good bargain. I know people are ready to move on from him, but hey. If you're if you're capping yourself at $10 million under what you're at last year give or take, you're going to have to sign some cheap vets. It's just what you're going to have to do. And then the last one, the big one, the staple of my offseason, J.T. Riomuto will not be returning because of the financial limitations that I have. I could not add all these players and his projected contract. So we are trading Mauricio Yovera and Kyle Dewey. Uh Maybe it would take a little bit more for this. That's fine. We'll throw some more prospects in to this trade i wrote about him we're trading for gary sanchez who makes who's projected to make 5.75 million power hitting catcher kind of underrated on defense not that he's a great defender by any metric but passable on defense was pretty bad this year seems like the yankees are done with him so it doesn't seem like it would take that much but that is my off season we're trading for gary sanchez if I am the GM of the Phillies.
0: All right, I'm going to counter you on, on some of your moves just for, you know, the same argument. So Drew Smiley for six million. Would you have, rather have Drew Smiley or Adam Wainwright one year $6 million? Drew Smiley. I think I'd take Wainwright. Would you rather, I don't know, would you? There was one more in there. Um, see, the thing about Peterson and, excuse me, <laughs> Um, I'll get into this in my, like, offseason. He can't hit lefties. Like, $9 million feels like a lot for a platoon bat when you're, like, kind of, in general, the team is cheaping out.
1: Um, I think, you know, there's obviously more righties than lefties. So if 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 it's somebody that can only hit against lefties, I think I agree with you. But a majority of the time, he's going to be able to play. And if he can, he's played center field in the past. He's probably not great at it. But if he can split time in center field with Kingery and Kingery faces lefties most of the time, I think that's a win. All
0: right. All right. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I do think the, the Sanchez trade would probably take a little bit more, but... Um...
1: Uh, I don't know. They're, the Yankees did not start him in the playoffs. They, yes. they they feel like they're they're pretty much done with Gary Sanchez at this point, whether that's for better or worse. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued
0: in the Gary Sanchez trade. I think that makes sense for both teams, um, especially if the, the price is relatively cheap. Uh, do you have, like, your what your starting lineup and rotation, everything will look like?
1: Um, I don't, I didn't write that down, but my, rota- my rotation, it would just be basically the rotation for most of last year. Nola, Wheeler, Eflin, Howard, and we add in Drew Smiley if if i am running this team that's that's what's going on through smiley and then velasquez is kind of the swing man the backup starter there and yeah just basically replacing Arietta with smiley and, and like i said it would mostly be the same lineup as last year insert gary sanchez for real Muto. it'll be segura at second base simian at shortstop and then foam at third and then Kind of mix and match with kingery in center peterson in center if there's a dh then peterson and and mccutcheon will both get some time at dh but yeah that that's pretty much it i don't have the full rundown of the bullpen because i'm not exactly sure which of the guys from this year are going to be in triple a and which will be in the majors
0: sounds good all right i'm gonna dive into mine uh um so like like Alright, I'm just going to cut dive in. So the first thing I'm doing, uh, I'm not signing JT Romino just because of the, the financial limitations and the fact that the Phillies have a lot of holes to fill. Um, I don't think, you know, half, pretty much half of their available salary to one player would make sense in this scenario. So I'm signing James McCann to a two-year $20 million contract. Um, I'm hoping that the offense that he's shown the, the past two seasons is for real and that um, the, he's, he's pretty solid defensively, his framing hasn't been great, and the Phillies are pretty notorious for being able to help c- catchers learn how to frame, so I'm, I'm kind of investing in that. Um, and then I'm going to bolster the bench a lot. I'm going to sign Shinsu Chu for a one year, two and a half million dollar contract. I'm not sure how much Chu could play the field, if at all, um, maybe if you need it in a pinch, but I, I kind of see him as kind of platooning with McCutcheon. Um, not necessarily all the time, but but he he profiles really similarly to McCutcheon in that, um, you know, he was better a few years ago, but he still has an OBP of like 370, 380. Um, he's gonna have an OPS over 800 for you probably. He'll hit like some home runs. I think I think he is a, like the perfect bat to have um, to compliment McCutcheon if, if you wanna give McCutcheon days off. Um, and then I'm signing Howie Kendrick uh, one year, $2 million, just uh, a bench guy. I, I think he's, you know, he, he was the World Series hero just two years ago. He wasn't great last season, but you know, he could play a little bit, um, at a few infield positions, primarily first base, but, um, you know, he, he could fill in for you and, and you know, former Philly, so gotta bring him back. Um, and then I'm bringing back another former Philly, Brad Miller, uh, one year, one and a half million dollars. He can play a little infield, a little outfield, he could hit. we know no bad gloves we we, uh multi
1: he's he's the king of multi-homer games
0: that is true he will never stop hitting multiple home runs in a game all right and then moving on to the bullpen i'm signing mark melanson to a one-year four million dollar deal um melanson not as you know well beyond his peak but um he's still a solid veteran reliever um One year, $4 million. Again, this is all uh, MLB trade River's projections. The bench guys weren't featured on that because it was the top 50, so I kind of guessed there, but now Melanson, one year, $4 million. And then I am signing Jose Alvarez. I went one year, $3 million. I like Ty's idea of, you know, three years, $6 million. Get that, uh, you know, annual annual, uh, salary down a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm good with, with really either, even if it's a one-year deal. Uh, I'm signing Kirby Yates' to a one-year, $5 million deal. Uh, he was hurt last year and wasn't good when he was healthy. I think he only pitched a few, a handful of times, but um, why not have the two best splitters in the game on the same team? Um, I didn't talk about arbitration. I'm, I'm pretty much doing the same thing as Ty, uh, except I'm not re-signing Velasquez. I'm just, he's, he's gone, I'm not tendering him. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to, to bring Panera's back somewhere around, finally. Um,
1: if you want to go all in on the splitter bullpen, where is Blake Parker?
0: That's a good question. Maybe we, maybe we bring him back on a veteran on like a minimum or
1: but I can, I can replace him in, in the Tommy Hunter spot. If that's, if they, that, if that needs to be.
0: Yeah. Um, and then my last bullpen move uh, to really, really bolster it back in. I'm um, signing Brad Hand two years, $14 million. Um, so yeah, I think that those are all like pretty affordable moves that the Phillies could could make um, in this scenario. And then uh, I'm signing Charlie Morton one year $8 million. to so he's replacing Jake Arietta. So that's a, that's a step up, right, from, from Arietta. All right, and, and then the last thing I'm doing after all those signings is I'm, I'm making a little bit of a splash on the trade market. Obviously, right now I don't really have a shortstop. Uh, so I am calling up the Rays and I'm trading Adam and Thomas Bedina, and Scott Kingery for Willie Adames and Kevin Kiermeyer. So um, maybe the Phillies need to throw in a little bit more here. I'm hoping to avoid trading uh, Bryson Stott in this deal. Um, maybe like someone like Raphael Marchan. It up. Um, I don't know exactly, but uh, I, I, it might seem a little light uh, for the Rays, but they're giving me Kiermaier, who's owed eleven million dollars, or he's owed he's owed uh, thirteen million dollars, but it's eleven against the tax. Um, and I, I think that the Rays, we've seen time and time again, they will a lot of times do whatever they can to get rid of of salary, and they have three three of their top four prospects are shortstops. Um, including Wander Franco, who's the, the top prospect in baseball, and, is, and they'll be ready, so he's, you know, Adamus is kind of expendable for them, um, so that's why I'm, I'm trying to make this steal. and, yeah, so my, uh, with all these deals in mind, my, my lineup, um, I have McCann catching, I have Reese Hoskins at first, Gene Segura at second base, Willie Adames at shortstop, Alec Boehm at third, and then uh, in the outfield, I have um, Kevin Kiermaier in center field, Bryce Harper in left field, Andrew McCutcheon in, or Bryce Harper in right field, sorry, Andrew McCutcheon in left field. I have Brad Miller DHing, and then my bench, I have Andrew Knapp, Shinsu Chu, Howie Kendrick, Roman Quinn. Um, and then eventually, I do think Bryce and Stop might be up. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, in my rotation, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Charlie Morton, Zach Eflin, Spencer Howard. That's an upgrade from last season. Maybe Maybe the, the lineup in general is a little bit worse than last year, but that rotation is an upgrade. Uh, the bullpen: I have Brad Hand, Mark Melanton, Jose Alvarez, Kirby Yates, Hector Maris, Connor Brogdon, JoJo Romero, and then Ramon Rosso is is my swing man. I think he can uh, handle a spot start, spot start if he needs to. Um, otherwise, you know, maybe he he cleans up in, in blowouts or whatever out of the bullpen. Um, Uh, To touch on the the, uh, trade a little bit more uh, for Adonis. Yeah, I have
1: questions about the trade. I have some questions. Go ahead. I get the salary relief aspect. I, I get that, that the Rays will tend to get rid of players for salary relief. But I do not see them trading two starters from their World Series team for basically two borderline bench slash platoon players at this point. I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, you might be right. It might be like that maybe, you know, maybe Stott does have to go in the deal. Um, I think I would, if if you're telling me I have to take out Kingery and put Stott in there, uh, um, I would probably still do it. Um, I was just, you know, obviously you want to get the best deal. Uh, But I I still... um, that is a good point. Um, if I'm able to, to trade without with keeping stock, my long-term plan is, is, you know, you're going to, after next year, you're going to move Alec Bone to DH, and you're going to be able to play maybe Cigarette third and then move Adames or stop to second base. Um, but if you have to move stop, you keep Kingery. You know, maybe Kingery plays third or, or second uh, longer term. Um, I think you're, you're right. It, it might be a little late um, on the return um maybe I mean do you think like a guy like Francisco Morales sweetens it to a point
1: that um, that feels like too much
0: okay so that's that's the thing is finding the the right spot I just like the idea of that trade because I, I I think it's um like Adamus is someone who people aren't really talking aren't really talking about it as a, a trade option for anyone or, or as, as some of the racial trade. But I think he's going to get traded. And I think Kiermaier is going to get traded too. Um, so it's just a matter of if the Phillies can meet whatever price that is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd be open to trading for either of those those players. Kiermaier, he, he had some big homers in the postseason. That's not really his, his brand of baseball. You know, he's one of the better defensive players in the game. But... Playoffs, he was hitting big home runs. That, it just really isn't what he's typically like though.
0: Yeah, and and something interesting about Adames is his home road splits are like ridiculously skewed. Like he has never been able to hit at home and has always been really good at the road. And um, some people think that's because of the trap. They think that the lighting there is like really wacky. Um, it's affected players there before. Um, so maybe he is even better when he goes to somewhere where he's just hitting outside all the time, like Citizens Bank Park. So I'm really intrigued by him. Um, and I think like if you have to to part with Stock in a deal like that, like I think Adamis, you would hope that Stock can become that kind of player. And Adamis does have four years of control, so um, I don't think that'd be a deal breaker or anything.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Any other thoughts? I, I like the idea of like stacking like a few solid bench guys that really cheat to, to bolster the bench and and platoon with cuts or, or, or however, you know, you look at it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think, I think that's a possibility, but I think focusing too much on the bench when it seems like there are holes in the lineup and, you know, a little, little bit more important places like that. I, I think that's probably a secondary concern of mine, but.
0: Sure, but I'm <laughs> spending I'm spending 6 million dollars on those three guys or 7 million dollars on Brad Miller, Shinsuke, and Howie Kendrick.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um,
0: yeah, um, that's it for my ideal offseason. Um so I guess Ty, what do you think what do you think the Phillies offseason will look like?
1: Well, I think it will look like um I don't exactly know. I think it'll be a little bit similar to both of ours in that I don't see JT Riomito coming back because I think another team will outbid the Phillies. I I think that that is one thing that will overlap all three offseasons between the real one, yours, and mine. I don't know what else they will do. It's tough to tell. They haven't really hinted at anything in their press conferences other than Maybe don't expect a whole lot. <laughs> That's kind of been the vibe they've been giving off in, uh, say you know, since the season ended. So I really don't know. I, I think they're going to get some kind of catcher in, in like whether it's Gary Sanchez, whether it's McCann, whether it's Real Muto. I think there's going to be some kind of catching acquisition at some point this offseason and a starter,
0: yeah. Do you think there's... What, what's the percent chance Andrew Knapp is a starting catcher on the opening day? which has happened before? People forget that Andrew Knapp has started on the opening day.
1: 2018, right? Yes. Um, wow. I think it's, like... I guess it's, like, a 20% chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, so here's... I mean, even if they... Let's say they sign Mike Zunino, which, really, if they don't sign... re-sign Real Muto, sign McCann, or sign Yadier Molina, which, like, it's not like the Phillies are the only team looking for a catcher. Um, The Mets are looking for a catcher. The Yankees are probably looking for a catcher. Um, You know, the Cardinals, like, there are a bunch of teams who need a catcher. The the Nats would love to upgrade that catcher. Like, there aren't that many just pure starters, like, pure starters. It's McCann, maybe Molina, I mean, who even knows at this point, and and Real Muto. So then, even if he signs with you, know, it, it might be like more of a platoon with him and Nap. Like that, there's a very, very good chance that Nap starts like seventy games next year.
1: Yeah, not ideal if you're the Phillies, I would say.
0: Yeah, probably, probably not. Um, what do you think? What do you think shortstop looks like?
1: If I had to, if I had to guess right now. I would say some kind of one year deal for a veteran or Gene Segura. One of one of those.
0: Gene Segura. That'd be kind of brutal. After they made a point to move Gene Segura off of, of shortstop. I mean I think if Gene Segura is playing shortstop, then unless they signed like Colton Wong or Dark Hernandez, which um, I think it's a possibility. I think there's a possibility they they sign a second baseman. Um, then then like maybe they, they would keep Gene Cigarette at, at second and put Kingery at short. Um, but I, I think I think there's a there's a potential offseason where they sign um a second baseman and then in center field have a platoon between Kingery and Hazley and then um, you know Segura back at short. That's not really yeah. ideal. Having I mean Tiguer is solid. He was really good at, at second base, but having him and like he's not great at shortstop anymore and having him and Boehm on the left side of the infield is not ideal.
1: Yeah, um another question for you. Who who do you think starts the most games at center field for the Phillies next season?
0: Mm-hmm. I would say Hazley. That that feels like the the, the most Obvious choice. There isn't really anyone out there to sign to start, other than obviously George Springer. But if they don't, it's like it's not like they they're gonna not sign JT Rolnudo and then go sign George Springer. I don't think so. um, I think I think it's gonna be someone on the team unless they trade. Um, You know, maybe the Angels trade Brandon Marsh.
1: Maybe they trade Mike Trout.
0: You know, maybe Mike Trout's not that good in the field anymore. You know, some say he's on the decline.
1: I've heard it. All
0: right. Uh, I think that'll that'll wrap things up for today's episode. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, I was masked up for anyone watching I uh, in a public setting. So fortunately, you can't see my whole face if you're watching, um, or maybe fortunately. Uh, but we'll talk to you next week with some hopefully some more off-season rumors will be flying uh, by the next time we talk.